Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. chapter 10 and verse 17 Luke chapter 10 verse 17 Jesus has been teaching Jesus has been training Now, it's time for an apprenticeship. You know, you go to college or you go to high school and you take special things, you know, and then they sign you up for an apprenticeship so you can give it a whirl. <laughs> See how you do it outside of the classroom. It's time for their apprenticeship. What's it called when the doctor goes out and they're interning? It's time to give it a shot. So he tells them what they're going to do. He tells them that he's going to provide. He gives them power. And then they return in verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan, as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now is standing in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. See, we're a negative people. And that's the part that we take away from this text. Don't rejoice because the demons... Don't make, get excited about that. But you got to keep reading. There is something to rejoice about. Rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in, in heaven. In this, that hour, do you know what that means? At the same time, right then. Not 59 minutes later. At the same time. Jesus rejoiced in spirit. I'm going to talk to you about what that word really means, but let's just say it this way. The King James did a pitiful job of translating it. It's weak. Jesus rejoiced in spirit. That word there literally means jumped for joy. Jesus began to jump up and down in excitement and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. Jesus got excited. Luke chapter 15 and verse 7. I say unto you likewise, joy shall be in heaven joy in heaven 
over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Luke chapter 15, the same chapter, verse 10. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Do you understand that heaven has a culture? Heaven has a culture. And it's not an American culture. And it's not a stoic, whatever ancestry you came from culture. Heaven has its own culture. And from what I can tell, it's kind of fun up there. Round the clock music as they surround the throne saying, worthy, 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 holy, holy, holy. I heard one preacher teaching on the marriage supper of the Lamb, and as far as they can tell, it's not a one-time deal. It just goes. Every time a sinner comes to the Lord, you know how often that happens right now on planet Earth? Every .7 seconds, another person is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues for the very first time. That means every .7 seconds in heaven, there is a party thrown, an excitement burst in the atmosphere. There is a culture in heaven. And it's a culture of excitement. I want to talk to you this morning about excited heaven. In an excited church. Will you lift your hands and your voices with me? Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, Lord. Lord, I, I've been feeling the tug of your spirit. Help us, Lord, to adapt your culture, Lord Jesus, to make it ours, Lord God. Not, not what our nation says, not what our state says, not what our ancestors say, but Lord, let us take on your culture and your characteristics, Jesus. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, you may be seated. Aren't you glad that you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost? Aren't you glad? Do you know what that is? That God Himself forgave you? He said, I forgive you when you repented of your sins. And then the God that holds all the universe in the palm of his hands came inside of you and began to speak through you and made you his home. Aren't you glad that your sins have been washed away in the wonderful name of Jesus? Do you understand it's more than a ceremony? It's not joining a church or joining a denomination. But when you went down in the water in the name of Jesus, your past was erased. It was gone. And when you came up out of that water, you weren't the same man that you were when you went down. You weren't the same woman when you are when you went down. But you're new and you've been adopted into the king's family. You know, they sang some old songs. 
There's another old song that says this, I love to tell the story. It will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. But there's a part of that song that I really like a lot. It said, I love to tell the story to those who know it best, but still seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. I don't know about you, but I am not tired of hearing about the goodness of Jesus. Christ I'm now tired about it I have a short attention span you can ask my wife it's like a four year old hopped up on pixie sticks I can deep dive into any subject I mean go deep 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 completely absorbed in it and then I'm done I, I, I get bored with things just as quickly as I get interested in them. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost and what Jesus did for me, I'm not tired of it. I'm not bored with it. I'm just as excited today. In fact, I'm more excited now than I was when I got it in first grade. I'm not tired of it. I'm still excited. I still love to hear about it, sing about it, see others get it filled with it. It still excites me. I grew up watching men like Old Brother Bess at 103 years old. It was still fresh and still exciting. Watch his reaction when he, they'd start singing, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Do you realize he had the Holy Ghost longer than anybody in this room's been alive and it was still exciting to him? I watched our bishop 85 years old, still dancing, still shouting, just as excited, exciting to him at 85 as it was when he was 17 and he came out of the jail cell. I don't ever want to get bored with it. I don't ever want to get tired of it. I'm still excited about what Jesus did for me. I'm still excited about it. My house is an interesting house. I've got a teenager, boy, and two toddler girls. It is a strange dynamic. There's lots of crying in my house. I didn't grow up around women. Very few female cousins, almost all males. Especially my age, it was all boys. So much so that my cousin Autumn from Indiana, we just assumed that they were saying it weird and her name was Adam. And Mike revealed it and said, her name's not Adam, it's Autumn, she's a girl. And it was like, whoa. Shocking. So I was not prepared for the amount of tears the two little girls bring into a house. But I wasn't also not prepared for the level of squealing. It's something to watch my kids be so excited. 
Little things excite them. Sparrow, our youngest, literally wags her hips like a tail. You pull out a little gummy, she starts wagging like she's got a tail. Both girls dance in their chairs if they eat something sweet. They sit in their chairs and dance as they're eating it. Excited. Years ago, we first got chickens. We were pretty sure that one of the roosters, one of the, one of the chickens was a rooster. Her name was Henrietta. We weren't sure when we bought it. We used to call her Henrietta. And I made a rule in the family. I will not own a rooster. It's a long story. It goes back to Mark and that one we called Mr. Juice. It was a nightmare. It was the size of a Rottweiler. Until Sister Katie took a broom to it. <laughs> I said, I'll never own a rooster. And so Clark was devastated because we were pretty sure Henrietta was a rooster. And one day I'm in the house. The windows are closed. The doors are closed. And all of a sudden we heard from outside, Like, what was that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Clark come busting in the house, screaming, Henrietta's a chicken, not a rooster. <laughs> and he's holding an egg. It's still wet. Because <laughs> he literally reached under the chicken and caught it as it came out. <laughs> fresh, baby. <laughs> you don't get fresher than that. <laughs> Excitement, excitement. Our girls just had their birthdays. So I, one amazing to watch little kids in their level of excitement. I, got, I know where I'm going. Don't, don't lose me yet. I'm not just telling stories. Sparrow's the youngest. She's so excited. She got these little magnets. I, I tell you, I've never seen anything like this. Just a little box of these special magnets, the box that stick together. She literally squealed. And then begin to scream, yay! Grab the box, begin to dance with it, and then fell down on top of it and sobbed. Because she was so happy, so excited. Now you gotta understand, you think that these people are terrible, they don't buy their kids toys. She was knee deep in toys. And yet she was still that excited. Magnolia was little, she clapped. She expected everyone else around her to start clapping and dancing. And you were expected to be excited because she was excited. How many of you have kids? You know what I'm talking about. They expect you to be excited about the things that excite them. They don't expect you just to sit there and say, oh, that's lovely, dear. They want you to go, yeah. I never thought I would cheer for someone to go to the bathroom, but in our house, there's potty training, and everybody cheers, and everybody gets candy. <laughs> one goes, the, the little one goes to the bathroom, everybody celebrates. <laughs> candy for everybody. You think I'm joking. We throw a party. Diapers are expensive. You'd celebrate too. Kids expect them, you to be excited about what excites them. And they equally get excited about things that happen for you. 
That's simple faith. That's what Jesus said we need. He said, if you want to come to me, you got to come to me with a child's attitude. I think that same childlike faith should cause us to be excited about what Jesus gets excited about. I think it's expected that what excites heaven would excite his church. Heaven's going a party. Say, but it's mundane. People get the Holy Ghost all the time. Now, you understand, heaven's been around a long time. They've been throwing parties for 2,000 years. But yet every time, every time another person begins to speak in tongues for that very first time, Heaven gets excited. And what excites heaven ought to excite the church. Heaven has a culture. Unfortunately, some people think it's a sign of maturity to sit back like a food critic and smack their spiritual lips Swish it around a little. See if it, how it hits their personal palate. And then rate it as such. That might, might seem to be what's mature in the flesh. But Jesus said, in the kingdom. In the kingdom. There better be something childlike about you. You understand, heaven has a culture. Heaven has its own flavor. Heaven has its own style. And it's not your style. And it's not your family's style. And it's not your state's style. And it's not your heritage. It's heaven's own unique style and culture. And it's one of excitement and joy. I want to be excited about what excites my Jesus. What gets God going ought to be what gets me going. What gets Jesus jumping up and down ought to be what gets me jumping up and down. See, we get excited when the Buckeyes trash the Michigan State Wolverines. Sorry, Sister Pam. She's a foreigner this time of year. We get excited about it. I'll be honest. I've screened my voice hoarse at Indians games. One of the proudest moments of my life was getting the Yankee center fielder kicked out of a game. And when you're not allowed to cuss, let me tell you, that takes some real effort. I yelled until I got lightheaded and had to sit down. First time the Buckeyes went to the championship in 20-some years, my hair was filled with red hair gel. 
We get excited. We yell. We boo. We love to taunt the other people. It's just good fun. The women get excited at football now too because Taylor Swift's there. I literally couldn't tell you one thing that woman sang. But if I, that's all you hear on ESPN right now. You see, we get excited about stuff that does not excite Jesus. I'm not saying everything's bad. I don't think watching a football game or enjoying your state pride is a bad thing. But that doesn't get Jesus excited. But we get worked up about it. And we wear red on Saturday. And we put the stickers on the car. And we get excited about those things. And we talk, just a few more days and vacation's coming. We're going on a trip. Almost here. Countdown. We're getting presents. Christmas is over here. But meantime, heaven's got its own culture. And heaven's got its own countdowns. And I want to be as excited about heaven's culture as I am about this culture. I want to be excited about the same things that excite God. The kingdom of heaven is like. These are powerful words. I read my Bible. I also listen to my Bible. And I've noticed something. There's things I get when I listen that I don't get when I read. And there's things I get when I read that I don't get when I listen. I make connections when I read. But, but I notice things that I didn't notice before when I listen. It's an oral book. It's how it was transmitted. <clears throat> and it hit me one day. Hearing the voice actor that was doing the voice of Jesus he said, and the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And it clicked. Wait a second. This isn't just Jesus' smooth intro. He's about to explain to us what the other side is like. Do you know there is a spirit realm? It surrounds us, though we don't see it. It's different. It doesn't go by our laws. It's outside of time and space. That right there limits us as feeble human beings. Everything we have to measure. We make up words for things that we can't comprehend. Oh, it's a light year. Well, how far is a light year? How, how far light can travel in 365 days? Yeah, but how far is that? Well, you know, it's... Billions, trillions. But we can't even comprehend those numbers. So we use words to make up things, trying to bring it into our understanding. We're limited. In just our own atmosphere, we're limited. Now you throw in the heavenlies in a place that exists outside of our laws of physics, and we can't understand it. So Jesus has to break it down. So that we can understand. Do you know how you explain things to your kids? Imagine that times ten. That's Jesus trying to explain it to us. And it clicked. He's about to explain to me. What his kingdom is like. 
what that spirit realm is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. You see, there was a shepherd. Had a hundred sheep. That night, he's counting them as they're coming back in the pen. I always wondered, did shepherds get sleepy? You know, they say count sheep if you can't sleep. Do they get like 57? The sheep are going in the pen. One, two, three. 97, 98, 99. One sheep look under it. Search around. Count again. One, two, three, four, five, six. Count a third time. One, two, three, four, five. 96, 97, 98, 99. The kingdom is like. Had a hundred sheep. That night he realizes there's only 99. One's missing. Now, I, I, I've done a fair bit of reading about farming. I, I never raised sheep, but I've done a good amount of reading. 1% loss is exceptional. 1% loss on your herd is exceptional. You expect disease to take some, you expect animals to take some, nature will just call some from the herd. 1% loss is that guy is a great shepherd. That guy knows how to raise animals. He only lost one out of 100. But he said, the kingdom is like a shepherd and one went astray. And the shepherd closes up the pen and he goes out into the wilderness in the middle of the night and there's no LED flashlight. He strikes up a torch and he's wandering through the bush. Bah. Here, sheepy, sheepy. I don't, how do you call sheep? He's out there calling, here, sheep, sheepy. Nice little lamb. He's wandering around. It doesn't tell us how long he looked, but he looked and he looked and he looked and he looked in the bushes and he looked out around the water and he searched and he searched until at last, we don't know how far gone the night was, but at last he found that little lamb. And the amazing thing is he didn't scold it. This is remarkable. Do you know how you're supposed to, to approach people who walked away from God and come back? I told you so wasn't the shepherd's response. It wasn't. It's about time. Come on. That's not how he responded. He reached down. He picked it up put it over his shoulders 
and he carried it back home. He put it so carefully in the pen. He closed the door and then he took off running and he went to the next door neighbor said, come on, we're going to have a party. And he goes down the street, everybody come on, we're going to have a feast. It's party time. Come rejoice with me. And they said, hey, what are you so excited about? What are you all worked up about? Did you find some gold? I don't know if they had the lotto back then. Did you do a scratcher? The Powerball? Are you the one billionth person that didn't waste their money? What are you so worked up about? I found my sheep. What did you lose the herd? No, it was just one. But I found my sheep. Party with me. Celebrate with me. Rejoice with me. And you could think that the story is meant to be an exaggeration that is supposed to be ludicrous. But that's not what Jesus said. He said, I say unto you, likewise. Do you know what that means? Just like that. Just like that, there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Do you understand what Jesus is showing you? He's showing you just how much he loves you. He's showing you just how much he loves your kids. He's showing you just how much he loves his, your friends, your co-workers. He's explaining heaven's culture. Get excited. Come on. I found it. I've got 99. Yes, but I lost this one. And now I found him. You see, the problem is. We've seen a lot of people filled with the Holy Ghost. We've seen a lot of people get baptized. We've seen a lot of people get healed. And so it just becomes nice. Oh, yeah. We, oh, another one. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. You ready to eat? How long does it take to put on a robe? Meanwhile, up in heaven... Angels are dancing. Gabriel, turn up the horn. Everybody, throw a party. Heaven is shouting and dancing and rejoicing. Heaven's excited while the church yawns. Again, you know what heaven's like. It's like a woman. She had ten coins. She she had some coins. She's there. She's counting them. Comes up one short. I remember one time, Sister Strange, doing the church books. Somewhere 25 cents came up short. The numbers weren't adding up. They were off by 25 cents. And her and Leela looked for a week. 
I went over and every envelope for the entire year was spread out. She looked for it for a week and I said, Grandma, how much is missing? She said, 25 cents. I said, I'll give you a quarter. I was like 12. I thought, man, it's hard at Grandpa's house. <laughs> Looking for a week for a quarter. She said, no, the book's got to add up. For a week, they looked. Envelopes all over the place. Her and Leela with the little cockers. Bzz, bzz. They actually had paper. It was off. And there's that lady. The kingdom of heaven is like it. She's got the little abacus out there. Looks at the pile of coins. Add it up again. A coin is missing. I know I had it. I know I had it. It's here somewhere. Is it lost? I just don't know where it's at. Somewhere in the house. On my very first birthday, a coin was given to me. A 1922 Walking Liberty Silver Dollar. It was my great-great-grandpa's rubbing coin. He, he had nervous energies, and he kept it in his pocket and would rub it, and it's rubbed smooth from his finger. Gave it to me on my first birthday. I have a little box of coins, missionaries, when I was a kid. They knew I loved coins, and so when they knew they were coming here, they would bring me coins from all the different countries, and so I have a box. I still have it. And Sister Strange got that box for her graduation uh, gift from high school, I, and it's filled with all these coins, and one day I'm going through it, and I realized my coin's going. This isn't an ordinary coin. This is special. It was my great-great-grandpa's. Got it on my first birthday. I tore that place apart. I searched for days. I took every book off the shelf. I took every piece of clothing out of the closet. I flipped over every piece of furniture. And finally, you know how your mother says clean your room? There's a reason. I flipped over my bed. And I start going box by box under my bed. I have all these baseball cards. And there on a thick layer of dust on top of a shoebox filled with baseball cards, there was an odd shape. And I start dusting off the dust, hoping my mother did not see it. And there was my coin. It's a lot worse than a messy teenager room. She's got dirt floors in her house. The kingdom is like all the furniture's carried out of the house. She gets down on all fours, feeling around, feeling around. Can't find it. Give me the broom. Get some. Dust is everywhere. Gets down again. Crawling, crawling, reaching, feeling. Finally, finally, she feels something hard. She grasps it. My coin. My coin. She runs out of the house. I found it! I found, I found my coin! I found my coin! Everybody to my house! Everybody shut up right with me! I found my coin! I found my coin. I found my coin. Neighbors like, what is wrong with you? But Jesus said, I tell you. I tell you. Just like that, there's joy in heaven. 
there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. One sinner repents. In heaven, there was a party. Angels start shouting. I don't know if they have streamers and pointy hats up there. But if they do, they come out. Why the celebration? Why the shouting? Because of a new building? Oh, we'll all shout for that. Because of a good offering? The pastor shouts about that. That was a joke, by the way. Not really, but okay. Because millions of people came in. No. Heaven goes crazy. Heaven gets excited. Heaven throws a celebration every time just one person gives their life to God. Just one. Just one. But then again, he said, the kingdom is like the man had two sons. One stayed, the other left. He spent all his money on riotous living. Read the scripture. He spent it all on drinking and prostitutes and parties. This was not a good son. He ends up in a pigsty, literally a pigsty. Slopping hogs for a living. His pay was that he got to sleep with the hogs. And what the hogs didn't eat, he could eat. That was his pay. Snuggling up between two sows at night trying to stay warm in the mud and kneeling down his head in the trough eating the slop that the pigs ate. The amazing part of the story is we don't know how long he kept his head in that slop. But one day, he sat up from the pig trough. So what am I doing here? Daddy's servants have a warm bed. And daddy's servants have more than enough to eat. I'll go back to my father's house. And even if he won't have me as a son, maybe he'll just hire me as a slave. And he goes home, and as he's walking down the road, can you imagine what he looked like? I know what he smelled like. Emaciated, scarred, broken, damaged, limping down the road. But back home, Daddy's on the porch like he was every night. 
Maybe tonight's the night. Fathers, sitting there like you did every evening, year after year, night after night. Maybe tonight's the night. And all of a sudden, he leans forward, he squints his eyes, and the father takes off running. He runs out to him and grabs him. And the boy tries to talk, Dad, I'm not worthy to be your son, but could I have a job? Just make me a servant. I'll do anything. Just make me a servant. He said, oh, be quiet, boy. Everybody! Come on, everybody! Servants cut it running out. The boy's there. I, I think I'm not going to get hired. I just want a job, Dad. That's all I want. You don't have to call me son of I just want a job. He said, uh, the calf. Do we got it? Yeah, we got the calf. Kill it. Fire up the barbecue. You know that robe? Sitting in his room, go get it. So get the sandals, get the ring, call all the neighbors, start calling everybody, go down the road, let everybody know my son was dead, but he's alive again. I found my son. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. That night, the music's a playing. I don't know if they had basses back then. Music's going. The candles are burning. There's the sound of thick glasses clinking together. Everybody's got a mouthful. Here comes the oldest, the good son. He looks in the window. And there's Junior. And he's wearing the fancy robe. And he's got a full plate. And everybody's going crazy. And he sits down on the step. You coming in? Nah. Father finally comes out. What's wrong? He said, did I ever leave? No. Have I been a good son? You've been wonderful. Have I been faithful? Son, everything you've, I've asked you've done. didn't throw me a party I don't have a new robe you see that's flesh culture flesh culture sits down and smacks its lips not my favorite he's preached better When's so-and-so coming back? Heard this song before. Hate it. Don't they know I like this? Don't they know I like Flesh makes it about my culture. But the Spirit says, take on heaven's culture. What's going on in heaven 
angels are dancing and shouting and there's joy and there's celebration in heaven. That's what heaven gets excited about. Jesus sent out the 70. They go ahead of him. They prepare his way and I'm almost done. It appears the same command was given to the 70 as it was to the 12, which Matthew records as this. As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, so freely give. When they come back, they're excited because they found out that even the demons have to obey them. And they're rejoicing about it. And Jesus says, you're rejoicing about the wrong thing. He said, oh yeah, you, I've given you authority. You can tread on scorpions and scorpions. That's spirits, by the way. They're not going to hurt you. In fact, I saw Satan fall from lightning. That's not a big thing at all. But what you should be shouting about, what you should be rejoicing about, is that your name is written down in heaven. <laughs> Satan's nothing big. Demons are nothing big. But what's big news is that you have been saved and you have been set free. But after that small correction, and that's all it was, this is what it says. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. The NIV says it this way. At that, same, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit. The Amplified says it this way. At that very hour, he was overjoyed and rejoiced greatly. All of them do it poorly because that word there that we record as rejoiced in the Greek is a galio. Strong's defines the Greek this way, to jump for joy. That's what the word means, to literally be so excited that you're jumping up and down. The same word is found in 1 Peter chapter 1 and 8, whom, not, whom you have not, having not seen you love, and whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. In other words, Jesus isn't sitting there smiling. No, he's beyond excited, he's overjoyed. He's to the point of jumping up and down and shouting and saying, Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because his followers are doing the work that he had sent them to do. They preached the kingdom. They preached peace. They healed the sick. And they told them to get ready because Jesus was coming. And Jesus got excited about his people building the kingdom of God. He got excited about people being saved. That's what excites God. That's what excites heaven. And that's what ought to excite us. See, we, we think of Jesus as some stoic guy on a stained glass mirror. But that's not what Jesus was like. You know, I, I, I've, 
had people tell me, say, I like, I, I just like a serene environment. Okay. Go to a park. But we could really talk about the, the mountains and the trees according to the scripture. They're all declaring their majesty of the Lord. If we could see into that other realm, even the, cle- the trees hitting their branches, they're clapping their hands in praise to the mighty, almighty God. What was Jesus like? Oh, he was a carpenter, he probably had calluses. What was Jesus like? Oh, you know, he's a good guy to have around at a picnic. He just multiplies it. What was Jesus like? Well, he could calm storms. What is Jesus like? We're giving glimpses into his personality a few times. He nicknames his friends. And then, when his friends do what he asked, and they give him the report, we get to see Jesus' personality on display. And this is what it says. And he leaped for joy. And he leaped for joy. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was what Jesus was like. Jesus was excited. And I think we ought to be excited too. You know, I look back over the things he's done this year. I'm thankful for the 19 that received the Holy Ghost this year. I'm overjoyed at the 14 that were baptized in his wonderful name. I'm thankful that in this year, the miracles that have taken place, Bishop Ellis was healed of an extreme food allergy this year after suffering with it for 26 years since 1997. I'm thankful that after 13 years of constant migraine level pain, Jesus healed Trisha's head. I'm thankful that Sister Shanklin, after being sick for over 30 years with celiac disease, was miraculously and instantly healed. Every time I check, text Darren Hutchison to see how his blood pressure is, the numbers are perfect because Jesus touched his body. That's just a few of the wonderful things that God has done this year. I'm excited about it. I rejoice over it. But even with all those wonderful things, I'm excited about what I've got. I'm not tired of it, and I'm not bored with it. In fact, I'm more excited today than I was when I first got it. That's why David said in Psalms 35, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. I have a question for you. When's the last time you were so excited, so thankful, you couldn't stay in your seat? When's the last time that you were so excited about what Jesus did, you just stopped caring about everybody else thought or did? When's the last time you got wrapped up in heaven's culture? And say, well, I don't, I'm worried about what people might say or think. Who cares? That's their culture. I'm worried about heaven's culture. When's the last time that you remember just how much Jesus has done for you? People give my kids stuff all the time because they react like my wife reacts. Oh, wow, yeah. 
that's, that's one. Oh, oh. The Calhouns gave Clark a, ro- a roll of quarters and he wigged out when he was little and was so thankful that every time any Calhoun comes, they just hand him wads of money. Literally just... And then another missionary hear, hear about it and they want to see it too, so they're like, here. He's figuring it out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then you see people. You give them something, you're like, huh. Thanks. Do you want to give them that again? You know what? I think Jesus is the same way. I think he's looking for some people that are still excited about what they've got. I'm still excited. Jesus filled me with his spirit. I get to feel his presence. I get to hear his voice. I get to experience him and walk with him. And it still excites me to watch someone speak in tongues with them for the first time. It still excites me to watch someone have their sins washed away in Jesus' name. I still get thrilled at the moving of his spirit. What excites heaven ought to excite his church. Don't get so mature that you lose the culture of heaven. Get excited about what excites Jesus. Get excited about what excites Jesus. Stand with me across this place. You know what? I don't want to be a church that sits on the porch like the prodigal's brother. But I want to be like that shepherd. I want to be like that woman who lost a coin. I I, want to be like Jesus, the father, who when a son comes back, he says, fellas, get it loud. Fellas, it's time to shout a little bit. Say, well, my body just won't do what it used to do. Ah, oh, that's all right. But you ought to do what you're capable of. You ought to do what you're capable of. I've never cried at a presence before a present before. The Krillies broke my 40-year streak. <laughs> wrapped a, a blanket that was made out of bishop's shirt so I could still smell brill cream and a little bit of Bengay I was just overcome and so all I could do was let tears run down my cheeks as wonderful as that is the Holy Ghost is a whole lot better and I've got it 
people around the world are searching for it. I've got it. I've got it. Why would I mope? Why, why, Why wouldn't I be a happy person? Why wouldn't I be an excited person? This is the place where people come to get it. Wouldn't this ought to be an exciting place to be? This is a place where people get healed. This is a place where people are delivered. This is where families are put back together. This is where sins are washed away. This is where lives are changed. Wouldn't it be an exciting place? Wouldn't it be an exciting place? Wouldn't it be an exciting place? Museums are nice. But nurseries are fun. Chuck E. Cheese is sticky. From one end of the place to the next. But there's kids there. And it's exciting. The ward where the babies are born is loud. Sometimes you hear screaming. Sometimes you hear a lot of screaming. Sometimes there's crying, but there's balloons in the hallway. There's flowers on the table. There's people hugging, people taking pictures. They're embracing because this is the place where people are born. This is the place where souls are born into the kingdom of God. We need heaven's culture. We need heaven's culture. What did Jesus say to do? Rejoice. Because your name's written down. My name's on the roster, Brother Mauer. I got my ticket. And if nothing else happens today, that's enough. Thank you, Jesus. 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 See, that's your personality. No, that's Jesus' personality. That's Jesus' personality. Come on, why don't you lift your hands, lift your voices. Come on. in the last few weeks the Lord has commissioned me you've been serving out of duty you've been serving out of responsibility but it's time to serve with joy it's time to serve with excitement because our hour is almost here this altar is open this altar is open aren't you glad for what Jesus has done?